0: Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards
1: minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team.
0: You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's
1: favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month.
0: Proceeds from each box goes to more than baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players.
1: We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer, so if you've got a mom or a dad, or grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at SportsBallBox.com. Is there anybody there? Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people that do minor league sports they they work for two years and they either it's too hard or they don't understand why you know they're not moving up or left or right but honestly those guys that have very healthy careers all through uh these leagues you know mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that
0: what's up dad Hat crew ed here in on this episode i give you guys steven shatola of the jacksonville sharks wait he's no longer there he's with another team anyways i digress. When we had this conversation, he was with the uh, Jacksonville Sharks. He is now with another team. Pretty cool story. You guys got to listen to it. So without further ado, guys, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Data Chronicles. My name is Ed. And with me today, guys, I have Stephen Shotola. He is the director of multimedia for the Jacksonville Sharks of... The National Arena League. That's right, guys. We are going football today. Arena football. Stephen, how are you today, my friend?
1: Doing good. Like I said earlier, uh you know, working remote looks pretty good when you live in Florida. Like, <laughs> I'm in Saint um, Augustine. I live in Saint Augustine, but I'm uh, pretty much near downtown Saint Augustine right now, just at lunch. And uh here's my view. So you guys. Can oh,
0: see. horrible um, view, guys! Bunch of yeah, boats, not exactly nothing but, but little ducks.
1: Carolina view. But uh, that's yeah, that's my lunch view. Yeah, I'm at um. Hurricane Patties and I just outside of downtown St. Augustine. So.
0: Oh, rough life, my friend. Rough yeah. life. <laughs> uh all right, so let's get into a little bit about about you first. Let's start with you. Um you know, growing up, you become a fan of sports, you know, how how that happened for you, man?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in South Florida, like born and raised a Miami Dolphin fan. Uh, I got to grow up in the 90s when the Miami Hurricanes were the best team in college football undisputed. Um, and so I was surrounded by sports. I played like every sport. I was part of that generational push where every kid played every sport year round, you know? Um, so I was in baseball, football, soccer, you know, you name it. Um, and, uh, basketball for three years and stuff like that. So it was just one of those things where I was just surrounded by it. Mm -hmm. Um, and as my life progressed, different sports were thrown my way. For example, like I think the first sport I ever played was like T-ball or soccer or whatever. And then when (laughs) I got older, all my friends either liked football or basketball. Um, How he goes? I in the minor league baseball town, Port St. Lucie. So, um, in high about middle school, I was like really, really heavy into football. Was really good at it, tight end receiver. And then um, right around like uh, high school, I made the JV team. But I was this five foot, really, you know, for that was pretty tall, skinny kid. And they're like, "You should be playing basketball, man." <laughs> you, know, and, uh, you know, obviously in like PE and stuff, I'd be playing basketball, I'd be shooting threes. And the guy goes, why are you trying to play football? And I'm like, I've been playing football for the last four years, Pop Warner, everything like that. And they're like, you're left-handed. Tell me how many positions in football where being left-handed is, is a benefit, but we could really use a left-handed shooter, you know? And so I went straight into basketball mode all through high school. And I thought basketball was going to be my whole life, but um. You know, playing in a really competitive market in, in, in South Florida with, you know, Miami right there, West Palm, it's pretty tough. I mean, I did pretty well, like, individually as a basketball player. Like, I got to be in three-point contests and stuff like that, but I didn't see uh, playing college basketball as, like, a reality for me, so I got really into, like, film and television. Um, and so about my junior, senior year of high school, you know, they're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to go to school? What are you going to study? And I'm like, I want to write scripts for TV shows and movies. You know, yeah. they're like, well, my – creative uh my creative uh writing teacher went to UCF and was like they got a new film program at UCF so that was like my goal and then as I just kind of pursued it uh looking at schools and everything like that one of the schools I applied one of the at that time Florida didn't really have a lot of film or tv schools and so I ended up um just applying to pretty much every film school that was in Florida and JU was one of them Jacksonville University and they were one of the first ones that actually showed interest in me and like invited me on campus did a whole tour um, wanted to see my portfolio, my work, and then right there on the spot, they offered me a scholarship. Oh that no way! New, yeah, it's a new major at the school. They want to get kids to come here for film, study film all four years. We're not going to wait till you're a junior or senior to put a camera in your hand. You're going to get you know full into it. Like we're gonna, you know, we're going to be very progressive. So, anyways, yeah, I got deferred by UCF. I didn't want to do the community college route, so Ju it was, which put me in the backyard of the Jaguars, and so it wasn't too long before they found me um, as like a video working part-time in college as a video editor for them and i got to really see how sports could be a real career option
0: nice good for you man so Jacksonville university they're like yeah dude come on let's go you know get in let's go let's get working on this right now we don't we don't need to be wasting no time
1: exactly and then right after college i did like a film production internship and i was applying for jobs like crazy starving artist in new york city and one of the one of the industries that would actually call and interview me was not TV, was not film, was not radio. It was sports teams. And so huh. maybe it was just the time of year or whatever it was. The New York Jets like, uh, basically sat me down for one interview and hired me on the spot. A lot like JU with the scholarship, just right there. Like, you ready to go? We need a videographer and a multimedia editor for the season. And it was like that, that right place at the right time. It was July. They're about to do training camp. And so I worked for the Jets for a season and then made my way back down to Jacksonville. And I worked with PRI Productions, which is like, the main event production company for the Jaguars. Did two years there um, looking for more jobs in sports because that was more like live entertainment concerts, things like that. And the Jacksonville Sharks found me uh, just being in the area. And they're like, hey, we saw that you've worked in football. Are you good at social media? Can you do video and news and things like that? I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Did that for uh, six years. And then I, uh, sadly, um, I just put in my two weeks. Last week, I got a full-time job offer with the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, so I'll be starting in November with them.
0: Good for you, man.
1: Yeah. So, I, in a uh, industry terms, I got called up.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, I get li- th- that's what it is, right? Like, I mean, whatever. You got to do your work. You got to put in the work, and eventually things pay off, man.
1: Yeah. And being in the right place at the right time, making a lot of connections, you mm-hmm. know, it, it helped a lot. Uh, when I was getting interviewed with the Jaguars, because they knew I'd been with the Sharks for a long time, I had made so many connections because is a big city, but it's a small like sports world, like yep. everybody, you could be working sharks, Jaguars, jumbo shrimp. You're going to see people between those networks, between uh, TV production, things like that. Yep. And um, so, you know, I just, you know, as I was getting interviewed and walking from the lobby to my boss's office, I had about two or three people come up and say hi to me. Cause they just <laughs> knew me like, are you sure you don't work full time here? Already? I'm like, no, just game days, man. You know, <laughs>
0: that's awesome that's awesome uh well you know for now since you are still with the the sharks let's talk a little bit about the sharks right like i mean from some of the research that i've done right they used to be part of the arena football league They started in 2010 2016 they were like you know what we out let's go and uh hello you know national arena league um how so why would someone like a you know a casual fan like myself would want to watch you know arena football
1: Yeah, well, I guess the best way to explain it and when I'm trying to explain like arena football compared to like the NFL, um, we have all the traditional football things that people love. We got big time players from big, big schools. We just signed a player from Alabama last week. We've had players from Florida, Florida State. And so we have those big name appeals right here in your backyard where you can see big time college football players play. We've also had former NFL players play in our league and guys that are like me that, you know, start off at the arena football level and move up um, throughout the industry. So that work that applies for staff as it does players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have all the lure of traditional football, but we're high scoring like basketball. Yep. So you're not going to go to an arena football game. and The final score is seven to 10.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You're not going to find those low scoring games. It's, it's very hard.
1: It happen. We're in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, uh, not often, but I've seen arena football games go up into the eighties and nineties before, and it's not rare for a game to be 62 to 60 you know, yeah. and it's, it's smaller field. So it's, it's more tight packed, more hard hitting. So there you it'll attract your hockey fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it also has the allure of like the charm of minor league baseball. What I mean by that is not the sport, but everything that comes around arena football, you know, we're in a comfortable environment. We're playing your mom and pop kind of fun party music. We got really fun, crazy on-field games, crazy theme nights that NFL teams would not dare to do, Mm you know, or, or not allowed to do. And so we just had that, you know, minor league appeal, but major league names, um, we're a fast paced game, you know, we're a high scoring sport. And so if you, if you're a fan of, if you're tired of just watching NFL football, give arena football a chance because we have a lot of fans that will come over um, and just be like, this is way more exciting. My kids love it. Um, and, and again, we're not, you know, Burning hot out in the sun, you know, 90 degrees (laughs) right, indoors. We're comfortable for all fans. Um, We can please your older crowd and your younger crowd. So I think we're, we're pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. If you've never been to arena football game, give it a try. If you're in North Carolina, there's so many teams. Our league alone has two. And then there's other arena football teams that are in that state as well. So it's actually, uh, North Carolina is becoming sort of a destination for arena football, at least from recruiting and for the sport itself.
0: Well, yeah. And then just got the Fayetteville Mustangs, which is a, you know, brand new uh, team coming up into uh, into the the Carolina Cobra. So, I mean, there's uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's going to be some two teams here, which I'm very excited about. I remember, you know, when the Jacksonville uh, team was with the Arena Football League, I was in Cleveland and I was watching, you know, I have been to a couple of games for the uh, the Cleveland uh, Gladiators when they were still around. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's exciting. It's fun. It's hard hitting, you know? And, and it's like, like you said, it's like, it's high scoring, but it's always something going on. It's not, you know, it's not like it's just like a lot of dead time in between, uh, between yeah. plays.
1: Yeah. And our, like I said, one of the biggest draws to our game too is theme nights. We'll have a thousand fans come just because it's star Wars night. They won't go to any other game, but it, because it's star Wars night, or we have fans that'll come just because the shark's been around a while. If we have like alumni night and things like that, where they just want to see that one, player that they remember from way back in the day and so and also the ability to be close to the fans where they're able to um they're able to just you know go down onto the field after every shark home game and get to actually meet their favorite player or their favorite coach or whoever it is or their favorite cheerleader you know we give fans that access that other leagues that you know uh in football just don't do
0: yeah Yep. That's cool. I love it. I love it. So, uh, tell me a little bit about this uh, National Arena League because it's you know, it's a different kind of league, right? It's not the the uh, indoor uh, football league, It's not the arena football league, but it's a different one. It is very regional to where you guys are at, including the Predators and like we were just talking about the other teams. Uh, what if in in, in in when you are talking about this te- this league, what if attracted the Jacksonville ja- uh, Sharks to this?
1: So I, it was actually sort of out of necessity at first because we were in the Arena Football League when I first worked uh, for the Sharks, but the league was making a turn um, that was not um, suitable for a lot of the teams in the league uh, yeah. financially. It just wasn't fair, um, and so to, and to be honest with you, one of the biggest issues was a lot of the teams that were leaving our league because they either folded or whatever. The cost and the, um, the a lot of the cleaning up was being put on the team's shoulders instead of the league's shoulders, which Mm. wasn't fair to a lot of teams. And so the Jacksonville Sharks decided to join this new league, the National Arena League, and our co – one of our competitors, the uh, Arizona Rattlers, they pretty much did the same thing but with the IFL. And so we just decided, you know, we don't have to be in this league. We're, you know, we're sustainable as a team as it is. We just need a league to play in that – Uh, fits more of what we're looking for, which is more of an equal partnership across the boards between the teams in the league um, that oversees, you know, each season. And so it was a great decision by the Sharks. We uh, were still around. We've been around for over 10 years and have really grown a lot. Even with the National Arena League, we've won two championships and we've got to watch the league grow from 2017 till now. And it's nice to be one of the premier teams in our league, and one of the bigger markets in our league. Where in the AFL we had LA, New Jersey, Cleveland, and bigger—you know—some bigger markets. Now the Sharks were kind of the place to be, which helps us for recruiting, but then also helps us as, as to be like sort of a model team for the rest of the uh, teams in our league.
0: Do you think that, in your opinion, um, the fact that there are there's multiple leagues uh, that is is good for the sport, good for the brand? Uh, compared to just having one one league that controls everything?
1: I think it's a huge advantage and I'll tell you why. One, there's a lot of talent out there from cool. athletes to staff. If there's a guy that gets cut from our league, there's other places for him to go. He doesn't have to retire, you know And so yeah. I think even in the higher levels now with the NFL and the XFL, I think that's great. I think it's great to keep these young guys still working and still keep them employed in the sport um, because it gives a lot of opportunity. Because you never know, you may even have a coach that may not have got an NFL offer, but a couple of years in some of these leagues, then he becomes a coordinator, he moves somewhere else, and then ends up winning a Super Bowl one day. And yep. so you never know, it's opportunity is the biggest thing that ha- more leagues provide if you limit yourself to one league and maybe 10 teams there's so many markets out there that could afford these players that might be right in your bench or their practice squad guys or they got cut in training camp you know you got to let these guys have a chance and look at me you know i was looking for nfl i was working with the new york jets too right. not working in the nfl uh the sharks gave me an opportunity to continue to work in football and get better i am 10 times better than i was at 20 that i am now at, you know now that i am in 30 you know what i mean Yeah, I've I've learned so much and and arena football gives you a little more access to do more uh, at that level so that you get to see what you're really good at, what you need to improve on. Um, It's a great way to kind of prove yourself or train yourself for that next level.
0: I was just going to say that because I I look at arena football league as minor league baseball or any kind of minor league sports because not your yes, your you know, your title says director of multimedia, but like, you know, you are doing a thousand other things during game time and during, you know, during the week to get to that game on whatever the day is. Right.
1: Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a, it's a balancing act. It's a great balancing act. And that's one of the things too, I was joking about with some of my colleagues is I did so many things with the sharks throughout my career that I'm so grateful for that I learned Going into this new position with the Jags, it's going to be more of a solitary role. I'll still be doing a lot of things, but it's more focused on one part of the industry where I was doing so many other things where – they were saying it might actually be a relief or it might actually be easier because now instead of going left, right, up, down, left, you just need to focus on going up or one day or <laughs> right. On being right. You know what I mean? It's like being a football player and I had to play offense, defense, special teams. Hey, man, we're just going to sign you to play receiver and be the best receiver you can be. You so
0: know? let me ask you about that, Brett, because now you say you're, you know, in, in two weeks, you're going to be going to the uh, objective Jackson-
1: November, November
0: 3rd, yeah. How what would you be doing with them?
1: So I'll be working in event technology and production. Oh, so wow. it's, it's year round. Uh, obviously I'll be heavily involved on game days, home and on the road. In fact, uh, I'm sure, you know, the Jaguars travel to London once a year. Yep. If I got hired two weeks sooner. Uh, my boss told me yesterday at the Jaguar game, he's like, you'd be going on the plane tomorrow to London because the Jaguars treat London as a week long thing. Like they go up there Monday and they're there all the way till the next you know sunday so oh interesting to break it down a little more like what i'd be doing on the road is making sure that video audio and radio is all working for the team uh both you know from the hotel all the way to the stadium um and making sure that like tony baselli who's the host of our traveling road show uh rate right for radio that his stream is working that audio he sounds good looks good and everything's working um and then during the weeks, my job is to make sure all the events that are happening in the stadium, Daly's Place, which is our uh, amphitheater, where we yeah. have concerts, pro wrestling, and events, um, our, our new practice facility that we're building. And then um, there's a lot more uh, projects that are coming, 2025 20, and on, that I'll be very involved in, too. So anything from event maintenance on technology to running production for a show or event um, to running around on game day, figuring out why that camera is not working you know like
0: that it's the name is the name of the game good for you man i'm happy for you that you're going to be doing something still in football right but now you're just like you said you just got called up to the big right and now you're about to work for you know an nfl team that not a lot of people get an opportunity to do so
1: no it's very hard to move up to be honest and it takes a lot of perseverance i've been working with the sharks for six seasons now Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people that do minor league sports they they work for two years and they either it's too hard or they don't understand why, you know, they're not moving up or left or right. But honestly, those guys that have very healthy careers all through uh, these leagues, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, me being 30 with three kids, I wanted to, you know, step up my career and and, and be able to provide for them at a higher level um, and, and get the opportunity to work at a higher level. And, uh, you know, the good thing about the Jaguars, too, is I don't have to relocate my family, you know, across the country. There's a lot of people, our head coach of the Sharks calls them football gypsies. That's very normal in our industry for a guy to go two years here, one year here, three years here from players to staff, to, wow. especially coaches, you know, because a lot of them. You work for the team, but you got hired by the head coach. And so where he goes, you go. And you could be in Texas one year to uh, Washington, uh, the state of Washington, to Illinois, to New York. And it's like you've been with three teams in five years, man. It's, it's a tough life. So I'm happy. It really uh, I did get opportunities to interview with other NFL teams, but they all require me to uh, relocate. Uh, the closest w- uh, this year was Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, okay. I got interviewed with an associate producer position. I, was, I finished as a finalist but didn't get the job. Um, but I've had teams like Detroit where I was really excited. It did three or four interviews and it was looking like I was talking to my wife. we might have to move to Michigan, you know, and that's hard to do. Not even for me to relocate, but to move my entire family on the opportunity that this might go well. Yeah. And then
0: you never know if it works out, right? I mean, listen, right. I get it. Right. Uh, You know, my wife and I and our daughter, we moved from Ohio to North Carolina now where we're at. And it was one of those things. It was the scariest thing we ever did. Right. Like, I mean, we just had to sell our house.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. And you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know what's going to happen. And for you, you got an opportunity to work and stay in your area. That's that's huge. And I tell
1: you the things when you're a parent, it's like, well, are the schools still going to be good? Are we going to be able to have the same sort of style of living, the housing market, things like that? So it gets really scary. And then it's like, I just spent like three hour, hours debating and researching I'm not even looking at the job. I'm looking at everything that surrounds the job. You know what I mean? And so that's scary. So it was an easy move to stay in Jacksonville, get to work for a team that I'm familiar with, a building that I'm familiar with, a team. You know, so it was a very comfortable move, and we're very fortunate.
0: Yeah, good for you. Good for you. And you know what? And I think that's like you know, like you said, you know, Jacksonville uh, Sharks is one of those teams, just like you know the Arizona Rattlers or any other team, right? That you build your career there, and then eventually, if it every if it does work out. Out. if all the stars align, right, right, you get to move up or, you know what, and there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I did my time here. I'm going to go do something else in a different industry because of right. what this has helped me to do with, with, uh, with everything else.
1: Exactly. It's the ultimate proving ground. I think it really yeah. is. I think even to the extent uh, beyond college, because a lot of college athletes now they're only playing, uh, like three years and that's it. And it's like, they get judged off that three years because high school's gone. And then all of a sudden you see these guys that were so great in college that only had three years of experience and then they're blowing it in the pros and then they get like go um, from their teams. And it's just like, what happened to him? It's like, man, if he just would have got maybe one or two year, two more years, you could have really seen the difference. Uh, the Geno Smiths of the world that everybody yep. thinks is garbage, and now he's proven himself, you know, in a different team. Um, sometimes arena football is a great place to fall back, regroup, you know, really prove what I'm really good at. Maybe it's it's your position. Like maybe <laughs> i play linebacker. Maybe I'm actually really good at a different role, you know, a fullback or whatever. And so sometimes arena football is a great way where you can play five years and arena football and still get a chance somewhere, maybe not the NFL, but maybe the XFL, or you get to yourself to an NFL training camp. We've had guys that have been really fortunate, gotten opportunities at the XFL, the sharks last year alone, we've already signed two guys that moved up uh, to other leagues, the USFL. Uh, we've had guys that had XFL workouts. Um, and so you never know. The sharks are a great place. Um, if there's players out there looking for a team um, that may have really a great college career or just coming off their pro career, and the nfl and looking for a home the sharks are a great place to you know prove yourself put yourself on tape but then also get to play in a big arena environment with a lot of fans
0: i was just gonna say that like you know in in the and that's you still get to play right you're still playing at a high level it's not like you know your typical uh nfl or usfl or xfl right because it's a wider bigger uh, arena but this time Hey, listen! At least you're getting out there. You're playing every day, and you're putting your your skills out on tape so other people can watch you.
1: Exactly. And then even within our league, we have guys in training camp lining up against each other that might play each other in the in the championships because the guy across from him who used to play in the NFL is going to get cut, but he's probably going to play for another team in our league. The yep. Sharks, especially, and a lot of our coach will laugh. A lot of people poach Sharks players. Um, We've had guys that have been really successful here, won championships, and now they're stars in other markets. Carolina Cobras, Albany Empire, Orlando Predators, they play here and they're role players with us. And then they end up becoming the best player, star player of their team, getting all arena honors and things like that. It's hard to keep talent in Jacksonville because we are such a spotlight for our sport.
0: I was just going to say, and you guys have the, the championships to prove it, right? AFL in <laughs> 2011 and the NAL, you know, 2017, 2019, 2019. You guys came close this year, right? Very yep. close exactly. uh, in 2022. And it just, you know, obviously all the things happen and, you know, it didn't have, go your way. But it's still, a, like you said, it's a great proving ground. And it, it, it speaks volumes to a team when other teams are poaching your players. Yes, right?
1: absolutely. Because they know... We're not getting guys off the street. We're getting guys that are proven, either proven athletes or proven arena football players or both, you know, that can do both. Um, A lot of times, especially in our league, the way our rules are, you get a less than a handful of guys that can be specialists. The rest Mm -hmm. of the players, they got to play both ways. It doesn't matter if you're extremely good defense alignment. A lot of times, if you're not the number one defense alignment, you got to play both ways. So we're looking for guys that can be versatile. And it's crazy how guys, even in arena football, we've had guys, and I know because I went to college with some of them at JU, they play for the Sharks and they're a receiver or whatever. And we have the Washington Commanders looking at him to play special teams. You know what I mean? And, And at the end of the day, as long as you can get that job or that role with that NFL roster, like go for it you know Heck it yeah. might not be quarterback but shoot man they might need some guy that can hold you know you never know and and kickers also have a great opportunity in our sport because we have such a challenging uh dynamic when it comes to the kicking game so we've had guys that move up quickly just playing special teams you know you never right.
0: know right absolutely and, and and that's the thing though it's like you know cuz uh, the uh, arena league like you said is such a high scoring game that yep. in you are going to need a kicker and and you know you're kicking field goals you're kicking and, and the field goal is so much smaller than the regular NFL. The yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, it's
0: insane. Like, I'm like, oh, God. And
1: you only got a few guys. You don't have a full offensive line like the NFL. You don't, no. You got a few guys, and you better hope the guy in front of you, if need be, can get up and block in a second. You know what I mean? Or you're going to get laid out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably one of the cooler parts. The kicking game in our sport, I would say watching other leagues that play arena football and indoor football, I think the kicking game in our sport is one of the things that draws people fans and players because it is so unique with the deuce where you can kick off what other sport where you actually kick off you start the game the other team hasn't even got the ball yet and you can get two points right off the bat by just kicking through the uprights on kickoff so it's a game changer man
0: that's awesome that's awesome and then uh like you said you know now you're moving on to the big leagues uh But, you know, you're still there, so I want to ask because this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, and obviously you can see behind me, like, you know, I only have a a handful of hats. I need to know, does the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, the Jacksonville Sharks have a dad hat available for sale?
1: If not, I can send you one. I got plenty. My wife wants me to kind of get, clean out my closet. <laughs> so I got some that I probably never even worn. Um, but I can also send you a link too if you see something that you like in particular.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because I want to make sure that I support you guys, support the team, because that's something that uh, the way I look at you know Jacksonville Sharks, I look at uh, other teams in the league is... I want to make sure that I'm that we're supporting them by by promoting them through podcasts, through social media and things like that, because that's how they grow. Social
1: media is king for us more than more than um, higher levels, uh, leagues and stuff like that. That's how we get our our brand, especially in the offseason. That's all Mm -hmm. we got. You know, Um, not everybody's on. on, We're not on CBS Sports right now. We're not on ESPN. And so the number one way that we can really advertise our brands, our league and, and what we're doing and why you should be excited about us. Is through social media and stuff that we're doing right now and i'll tell you what when i start in november i'll send you a jaguar hat too
0: sounds good to me let me ask you we're talking about uh, and something you said very interesting that caught my my attention is the fact that streaming right streaming is the name of the game you got espn plus who is like you know catching every league possible so they can you know get them do you see a a future in which arena football you know the nal and ifl and all of that where they're going to be streaming on, on these platforms like that
1: sooner than you think we're already having those conversations. Interesting. Um, there are, I'll put one out there. That's a uh, really starving for more sport, sports content is Amazon prime.
0: Oh my God. Uh, yes. Here,
1: yeah. That is something what we're looking into, but then I also have asked myself that I see Hulu, which used to be a movie TV only pretty much thing is now wanting to get really into sports and Peacock and all these other apps. and so. It, like I said, sooner than you think. Uh, but right. those conversations are already being had, and it's great. Like, we right now, we stream all of our games on YouTube, and it's great. Our players get on the bus after a game, away game, and they're all already on YouTube watching And We want to give fans easy access worldwide where they can watch our sport. Um, but then I do also have an envy for our sport, or an envy when I see ESPN 2 or 3. And this is, you know, national, global television, and Cornhole is on. And – Actually, yeah. nothing wrong with those sports, but how is that more entertaining than seeing a guy play for the Chicago Bears jump up over a wall scoring a touchdown with a guy defending them who also played at a really high level? You know, um, I just think we're more exciting than those sports. We just got to make the right connections, know the right people, but it's very possible. If you go on Amazon Prime right now, you'll actually see some arena football teams have content, documentaries, and things on there. But I'd love to get our games on there regularly. Um, and I think, um, I think that's the next step for us.
0: That's awesome. I love to hear that. And, you know, you guys are already on, on YouTube, but like you said, I think the, you know, elevating that to a different level of like Amazon prime or Hulu, cause you're right though, Hulu is trying to get in that game, uh, Peacock, right. They used to have NBC sports. They closed that one down and then they're going to go into uh, all Peacock, all sports and all that. So that's, 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 that's huge. That's very, that's very big. So.
1: And the time of year we're into helps because it's not always about your sport or your entertainment. It's like when do you play? Yep. So we're not gonna interfere with the NFL. We're not gonna interfere with a lot of different, you know, different sports markets. We play at a very strategic, and that's why our league plays when we play. We play in a time where national and local TV would want to show, you know, mm-hmm. it is available to show content and things like that, opposed to, you know, right around the Super Bowl and things like that where it's tougher or even midseason NFL. Um cuz you're competing
0: incredible. with the with the big boys at that point.
1: Exactly. So it would not be I guess the best way to say it, it would not be crazy for us to be able to stream or get on TV at a, you know, a nationwide or global uh, you know level. And we already did like when I worked for the um, when I worked for the Sharks and the AFL, we were on ESPN1. We were on ESPN2. Uh, we were on CBS sports, uh, deportes and things like that. So it's, it's possible it's been done before our league just has to, like I said, we're, we're a few steps away from getting to that, to that level, at least from the streaming standpoint. And then hopefully eventually that global market of major network television.
0: What I also would love to see is the the champion of the NAL go against the champion of the uh, Indoor Football League one game, you know, against each other. I think that will be awesome as well.
1: Again, it might be sooner than you think, man.
0: <laughs> oh, you man, I'm you. telling you.
1: Yeah. This I'm not going to give anything away, but I, I believe in the sport. I'm always going to follow it, even though I'm, I'm departing. Uh, well, not even really departing. I'm just moving up. But, yeah, um, you're just moving down yeah, the street. And just down the street. And I, that's what I told my colleagues, too. You guys know I'm just right down the street. 530, if you need me, after an hour, <laughs> I'll come over. You know. Let's go. Let's have some and, talk. And they know I'm going to be at games. My kids, and you know what? hear something funny. My daughter, my oldest, so she's only known that I've worked in sports, really, because when she was born, I was working for the Jets. So she's been part of the entire journey compared to my other kids. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I had her like right after I graduated college. And so I asked my daughter, you know, daddy's perks, you know, you get to be on the junior roar, which is the Jaguars cheerleading uh, little youth team or whatever. And they get to perform on the field and all that stuff. And my daughter looked at me, she goes, I'm not doing that. I'm like, why not? She goes, I'm doing junior attack. <laughs> she's fine attack, which is the cheerleaders for the sharks. For so the she's sharks, comfortable. she's comfortable. And she said dad like in her mind, she's still a shark bit She's always gonna be a shark band. So are we, you know, she, she gets it, you know what I mean? It's That's all awesome. About, it doesn't matter about being here or here. Did you have fun? Yes. Did you have fun? Yes. That's all that matters.
0: doesn't matter. And, and, and that's why I like arena football, right? It's because it is family entertainment. It's affordable and you get, you get to forget about everything else in the, in the world for at least those couple of hours and just enjoy a good game.
1: Hey, and that's as true to the season ticket holder as it is to the player or the athlete.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my friend, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So here's, I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody. Okay. Uh, When you go to a football game, uh, whether it's the the sharks or the Jaguars or even the jumbo shrimp, right? Because you're right there. Baseball. Yep. Um, What is your food and drink of choice?
1: It actually is more related to me and my wife uh, with like going to the movies. It's the same food, right? Yeah, Yeah. it is. So my go-to is always, popcorn and chicken wings. It sounds gross, but we load up like we carbo load because I don't get to go to a lot of sporting events as a fan.
0: But right, dude, when the I go to the theater
1: and I imagine when I, when I do go to sporting events, I kind of crave the same thing. I'm like, I want wings wherever they have wings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like if it's just the stadium or if they have like an outside vendor, um and then i gotta get popcorn i gotta get my hands on some popcorn so
0: there you go and the good thing thing about popcorn is my
1: wife at the theater yeah we'll literally like we'll get like a a seat in between each other so we can put all of our food there because she's a nachos she's lost we kind of we will feed off of each other pretty much she'll get nachos and i'll get popcorn with like you know the uh what's it called the you know, uh, cookie dough bites or whatever. Yeah. Uh, extra, extra butter, everything like that. Wings. She'll get the mozzarella sticks and the nachos. We'll put it all there like a feast. And <laughs> we don't eat like that Monday through Friday. You know what I mean? But when you we get right ourselves and we don't have the kids, we, we pig out.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. So what is your spirit animal?
1: Ooh, a wolf.
0: Nice. Okay, that's that's back
1: to like high school. Yeah,
0: I was okay. So it's high school. Uh, okay, you have kids, I have kids, so uh, and this is my favorite question to ask everybody. Uh, what Disney princess do you make? Do you think will make the best spy?
1: Make the best what? Sorry, the
0: best spy. Which Disney princess will make the best spy?
1: Snow White, she has a lot of resources.
0: That's true. Yep, I like it. I like it. Okay, so if you were to own one team, which sports team would it be?
1: Easy, the New York Yankees. They make money even when they lose. (laughs) And I don't even like the Yankees, but that's just I want to be rich. I want to have a yacht, you know. know,
0: (laughs) They do. Hey, listen, they were successful. (laughs) True story. True story. All right. Worse. Now we're talking about the worst sport which would we, we in your opinion you think which is the worst the worst sport that would put you to sleep
1: that's a really good one man worst sport
0: because listen let's be honest there's some bad sports out there there it, it really is,
1: is. there really is um I was about my the first thing I go to because it's just a sport I don't understand if you ever watch the Olympics when they have like the thing and they're like scrubbing the ice or whatever
0: oh dude curling myself
1: get into it you know what i mean oh dude curling is fun man you don't understand it i don't think it's easy to like follow but I, so i'm not going to say that because i actually think if i really sat down and really watched it um i probably i probably would actually like it so uh just because we touched on it cornhole just Because <laughs> I want it on espn2 and i want arena football on espn2 i
0: like it i like that idea i like, I like that idea Okay, so if you could be a, 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 any fictional character, any fictional character, which character would you be?
1: Being it, bass fishing would have been a good one too, but no, never mind. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> which fictional fictional character? Yes, sir. Ooh, that's a good one too, man. I wish I studied. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's
0: the, that's the whole point. You can't study these. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, that's good. That's good, man. Um. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm really thinking of it. That's a good question. <laughs> um, Jack Sparrow, man. I got the boats here, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, you're I right. You're...
1: Life. I feel like I could adjust to it pretty well. And the guy doesn't really ever seem like anything ever bothers him. He gets that in some bad true. situations, but he's kind of one of those lives life to the fullest characters. That,
0: that is true. All right. A couple more here. A uh, favorite TV show growing up?
1: The Office.
0: Oh, but that's still a great show, man.
1: It is. Yeah, no, I still watch it. I've every, seen every, my wife probably knows I've seen uh, the all, the entire show from season one to the end, like probably not three <laughs> times. For yeah, real? I like King of the Hill too. It's a weird thing. Like me and my wife, when we were first dating in college for some reason, and it doesn't make sense because neither of us kind of lived the King of the Hill lifestyle. Yeah. We're fascinated with King of the Hill characters and Texas. And we are, we had this weird obsession with just watching King of the Hill. It helps us go to sleep. Yeah, Not that you're, it's boring, but like, we'll just watch, we'll binge watch it. And we did it fun. in college. I missed classes because of King of the Hill.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. I've, I've missed, I used to miss a couple classes because of certain shows here and there. So I get it. I get it, my friend. All right, here we go. Last one. Have you ever regifted a gift? Yes. Who hasn't?
1: Yep. <laughs> Who hasn't? It's <laughs> a good one. Mostly good stuff that I would never use and never take out of the box.
0: Like, yeah like absolutely
1: stuff or whatever that i already have a perfectly good thing or like it's one of those bizarre things where people are just i think i, I also unfortunately i shouldn't say this but um because my wife or family might know the gift but uh i got like a book once i never read and it was <laughs> in really good condition and it wasn't suited for me but i knew somebody that would like it and so yeah. i read that and pretended that like i went to the store and bought it you know what i mean
0: yeah good like, job for you my like friend.
1: i to get a gift for the party you know, and I'm like, ah, let me wrap this really quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I got yeah. this. We're good. we will put it in a, in a gift bag. We're good. Exactly.
1: We're good. Yeah. 100%. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Steven, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where can people find you, the teams, on uh, social media?
1: So for the Sharks, at Jack Sharks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But just go to our <laughs> website. Um, you can see everything on there from social media to more about the team. We just released our schedule. So jacksharks.com, that's J-A-X-S-H-A-R-K-S. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack sharks. And then, uh, yeah. And come to a game. That's the best way to really see what we're about.
0: Yep. You're right. And you're right. And the guy that you guys just signed from Alabama, uh, Dominic Jackson, offensive lineman,
1: very talented man. Follow him as well. He's going to be a guy that's going to be one of those dual threat players. I think offense and defensive line uh, he's a great example of a guy that played at the college level. I think he's an NFL talent, but maybe just needs one, or, you know, a few more years of real experience. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a one, you know, he played for us before, but I could see him play for us and then move up, you know, to another league, USFL or XFL and things like that. But that's kind of the point of arena football, too. We're all about and you've seen it with me with uh, me, you know, me moving up as well. But that's what arena football really is. It's to get guys the opportunity to go to the next level
0: Yeah, and move up. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Again, okay, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, and then uh, we'll keep in touch and then uh, good luck to you and your and your new endeavors, my friend.
1: I'm excited, man. We'll stay in touch and um, uh, definitely send me your address so I can send those hats as in plural.
0: Will do. <laughs> yep. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with Steven. Make sure you guys are following him now that he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars, not the Sharks. The Jaguars. He just went across the street, guys. Seriously, not that far. Anyways, make sure you guys are following him. Make sure you guys are following um, the team. Uh, support them. You know, it's still a minor league team, guys. Uh, it, but. But before I go, a couple of things, you know, just gotta get this out. All right, make sure you guys are also giving the uh, episode five stars. Make sure you guys are hitting the follow, so that way I go up on the ranking. I go up on the rankings. More people are listening. All right, all. Are. So to what we have to do here now is the joke of the episode and this week was brought to you by eric profit my very good friend of the earn for average podcast you guys gotta listen to it it's a really good podcast i promise you all right very funny those guys are hilarious all right so here we go what do you call a cow that jumps offside beef jerky all right all right i see myself out and until then guys keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues See ya.
1: this podcast is part of the curved brim media network here are some of the other members of curved brim media
0: hi this is ed Rivera, the data chronicles join me as i interview people just like you and players coaches gms on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport
1: i'm paul caputo and on the baseball by design podcast i talk to minor league baseball teams designers and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean and i talk a little bit about ice cream helmets What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at, at patlarson one I hope you guys enjoy.
0: This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com, and we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball, so get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about CurveBrand Media at CurveBrandMedia.com.